together again, everybody. Back together. The team's all back. Team's back. Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Pam Benjamin here on your AltaCast. I have no idea what's going on in the world. You've Thank been out God the Latoya is here to inform me. I, okay, I mean, ooh, jump right in. So when I left... Uh-huh. It was the fun, most fun thing because I was in Rome, which is <sighs> a shitbag hole. I hate, I don't like Rome. Oh, really? I, we didn't like Rome at all. But It's uh, very touristy, too. So touristy. Lots of old rocks. Cool old rocks. <laughs> but uh, it, they are just, they, I wasn't a fan of Rome. Uh, but what we were, I was a fan of is I was watching the French news because I can't understand Italian, but I can still, I... You remember a little bit of France. That's a, that's a French, crazy thing. Is I speak a lot more French than I knew that I did. And so I'm reading the subtitles on the French and I'm like, and it was the whole thing about Trump being unhinged and being <laughs> You like, couldn't escape it. And, and, and uh, that he was a, a cr- crazy person. And it was so much fun to watch him on European the news, TV. on European news. And he, the look in his eye was like, seriously, like he was losing his fucking mind and then I read that that <laughs> New York Times article and I was like awesome and all the way through all the airports all we saw was Amoroso's book everywhere oh the unhinged book yeah, yeah. So we did it and we didn't I, I read a little some bits and parts of it but I didn't want to give her any money because I don't really respect yeah. her that much even though I found out she's a preacher she's a she's a yeah she's, she's a, a certifi- minister she's a minister whatever, and i don't minister. know i don't this is why i don't believe in jesus and stuff sometimes because why would why would you be anointed yeah you're kind of evil a, and you're a coon she, she is she's pretty well she was planning that whole attack with the n-word and all that stuff obviously she well was there, she's supposed attack. to be coming out she does have some tapes girlfriend got some tapes yeah. though and she does plan on coming out with the inward tape, which it doesn't really matter by this point. Well, we all know that he's a racist. Like, yeah. it's not even a question that, like, oh, it's so scary that we are, that our country right now is uh, run by a, a fascist, uh, almost dictator, unhinged, crazy person. And um, <laughs> it was it was fun to see it overseas, but... What people said that I thought was really interesting. Is oh yes, this is what I said, hear, the dialogue. Yeah, they said look to the Germans. You know, and I have agreed with this. Like the we Germans there were so many people in World War Two that were Germans that they were just it was happening and they I mean I guess they were complicit, but so are we right now. I mean Very. so it always is I've always felt badly for Germans because people are like you guys are not Nazis not not all Germans were Nazis there were a lot of people that weren't at all and uh, it's anyway so the people especially people in Turkey were like look Turkish people that we met in Mykonos they're like look to the Germans see what happened to the Germans and uh, I think that's happening right now in the United States is that we are Germany and we're letting this happen and not I mean how many how many terrible things can happen? Like, look at the... So did Kavanaugh, do we know if okay, he got... So did he something. get appointed? Did, no. it, did it actually happen? Okay, good. Now there's more people coming out, you know, and uh, uh, there was a letter that was... Uh, that he had people sign. Oh, wait. We're on a YouTube live right now. Woobity doobity. Ew. Go live. Sorry. Uh, um, it's all good. So basically... People, there are people, people are going, coming out and saying that he sexually assaulted them or just that he was an asshole? I read a thing where there was a guy who was like, hey, I knew him when he was young and he was a dick. And, and on top of that, he had the people, um, 
he had women, 65 or 63 women, sign uh, that letter, and then there have been people dropping off that letter that he had people sign saying like oh he was a good person we're talking about brett kavanaugh the rapist right well Um, see but this is the same like he i mean okay how about this though i'll say this there's no he should not be applying for a big moralistic position like isn't a judge isn't what a judge time and and but a judge the whole point of them is that they're supposed to be unbiased and have like a moral fortitude that can withstand sort of the whims and the hubris of man but that we appoint them because they're above us because they're able to judge us morally and with what is right and what is wrong in the letter of the law and if we have a person that we're appointing to a position as a judge who clearly has made some enemies that's not good i mean you know on this one i'm gonna listen to the hearsay because i mean if a lot of he he's going for like this is the supreme court right this isn't just like a federal court position this is like very conservative court justice he's like the kind he's that uh rapey conservative that thinks that birth control is a form of uh abortion well yeah and so that's that's the stuff that scares me is that you know repealing roe v wade and and backtracking on women's human rights and not only health rights but rights to make decisions over their own body i mean that's going to be terrible to go back uh, to, to the way that it was before like we can't it's you can't put the genie back in the bottle you can't give women rights and then say oh but nah, you fuck your rights but the thing is this is like history repeating itself over again like the anita hill and mm. clarence thomas but yeah. the difference is the fbi got involved yeah and now well now the fbi they're trying to do a, like a short investigation i believe her uh, well, I so watch- what was, that's the thing is people are going we don't believe her I didn't watch the hubbub last week so I saw the aftermath on the face of my books with the people saying oh I believe her I don't believe her you don't believe and then a lot of people came out and said hey I was sexually assaulted in my youth and I never came out and so does it make it any less valid that for someone to come out with it later or I mean I think in a case like this he's a Supreme yeah. Court justice we should know what's going on this revamped a lot of issues and things that had happened been to a lot of like they were talking about the the rain program you know where you call rain it's about a rape um (coughs) rain um i believe tori amos helped start it in the in the early 90s um it's it's, i forgot that it's an acronym but um basically their phone lines were blowing up because a lot of people not just women but people were affected by watching her testify her testimony they thought, I mean, their phone lines were blowing up because of the fact of the matter that it, it brought people's, I guess, things that they have blocked in their mind. Sure, sure. Like, for example, I got an article from my cousin of the principal that molested her recently. Um, and it, I, it, I'll, uh, that's a whole story. I'll tell you about that later. But basically, you know, the fact of the matter is like, her, she seems so credible. What does she have to gain? Right, what does she have to gain? And then his right. testimony, sure, sure. he just came out, like, angry. Like, like. How very, dare you question my white male privilege? Yeah. And, and that's already, that that's already a turnoff. And then here's another thing. 
Dick Durbin, the Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois, kept asking him, like, would um, would you agree to the FBI, um, you know, basically investigating you? He couldn't answer the question. He had oh. that long pause. If you are not guilty, yeah, look in, look away. I'm innocent. Uh, yeah, yeah. Open come the to closet. my house. Come sure. on, let's go. Follow me now. Go through my closet. Let's check out the skeletons. Check out my pants. Yeah, check out my pants. There ain't no skeletons. In I like pants. beer. Yeah. I like. There's been so many memes about him because the whole testimony, what his testimony that is, was really funny because he kept talking about beer and stuff and because he wanted to be a regular guy. He wants to like. Snow us into, but the thing is, we don't get the opportunity to say yay or nay on this. This is, this is not like, we we the people don't get a choice. Like no. this is a, that's the thing. The president the, gets to the appoint Senate. them, and then the Senate and the House decide yay or nay. And I think that this is maybe something that needs to wait until after the reelection. And that, and that's the thing. The Republicans oh. are not going to do that. They're trying to hurry up and rush this guy through before the midterms because right. the Republicans know that they are. Going to lose. Well, we don't know that. We thought that we didn't think Trump was going to win either. And I think it, they're going to pe- lose. But people need to come out and vote, and that's the thing that's really important. Is that's that really important. We this is that opportunity for us to affect. This is how really our do or lives die. Are right. And if we, this is the time where let's not be Germans, friends. Let's learn from the past. We cannot be complicit. <laughs> we cannot be apathetic. We can't just talk about it on the radio. We have to actually go out and vote for the midterm elections and, and make sure that we have I mean I don't really agree with the Democrats either I don't to be either. honest but it's better than the Republicans you, you take what you can get right. yeah, because I, I really I will say this much I'm glad that the Democrats are doing a better job with doing these hearings than what they did with Merrick Garland who uh, Obama appointed and then they didn't fight hard enough for him because Merrick Garland Obama was supposed to appoint him, and the Republicans said, "Oh no, no, no! You know, no, we're not." Because it was in December; it was right before yeah. he was. It was going to turn over. Exactly. And, uh, and he's it was a the moderate. End of his pres- presidency. Right. And, and they they did. And then the Democrats were just like they just rolled over like they usually do. They said, oh, "Okay, okay, we, don't, we won't." But then, but that's the thing is that Trump gets to a, a point two. That's so scary. I mean, we already have what's his face, who's a corporate uh, uh, Supreme Court justice. Uh, not Jeff Sessions. Not no, Jeff he's, Sessions. He's, he's, he's that Keebler elf. Yeah. Um, his name will come to me, but he's a he's a corporate Supreme uh, Court justice. This Brett Rapist Kavanaugh is another one. But on top of that, he also the reason why the Republicans and Trump really want him so bad, their dick is hard, is because if Trump gets to the point of impeachment, Kavanaugh will be the one. He doesn't think that the supreme court votes on the on the there you wow. go i didn't know the supreme this court the had dirty, something to do with impeachment this is the dirty tricks that they're trying to play they're trying to rush this man through wow. and then, i mean the thing is just, just like why can't you find someone else oh you can't find anyone anyone else before the midterm all oh, too too bad yeah but this guy we I mean, it, it, there's too many skeletons in his closet. Too many skeletons. Too many. But that's, I mean, we when we think about the Supreme Court, we have to think about what they're going to be looking at, and they're going to be looking at what like benefits the people or benefits large corporations. That's and um, that's, if well, they're they're donors, their yeah, donors they're, want this man in. Oh, that's bad news. Yeah. 
uh, I mean, and it, the thing is, it's just like it's just really, really disgusting how. And then Trump was at a rally in Mississippi, and I was reading about this today that basically he was mocking the woman uh, that came out. Her uh, her name is Christine Blasey Ford. He gets to weigh in on that. He was making fun of her. That's insane. Wow. You should really. He was at a route. It was. It's really. Dis, it's really disgusting. Wow. It's really like because you know. he's trying to defame her, saying that what she said isn't true. Yeah. So yeah. people are. Wow. And it's. I want to know. Did a lot of people ask you when you were in Europe about like? No. Well, okay. So people didn't think. So when people asked us where we were from. We would say California. We wouldn't say the United States. We'd just be like, That's actually we're from smart. California. We live in San Francisco. People are like, oh. Okay, um, yeah, you guys are okay. <laughs> but um, no, people didn't really. I mean, the funny thing was, uh, I, I bought, this was the only like souvenir I brought back. Uh, from Naples, it's uh, it's Trump. I took a picture of it on the internet too for people when I was gone. Yeah, I saw it's that. It's Trump toilet paper. So his face <laughs> is on the little sheets, and there's a picture of him, and it's got doo doo. It's very funny. It's they don't back like here. Um, there it is. It's the Trump <laughs> toilet paper. I like it that they're selling that to Italians as a souvenir. Well, Na- Naples is filled with uh, tourists. It's just a, it's another it's another tourist type. Uh, but it was great. It wasn't like Rome was touristy. It was like awesome and so many all these fried food stalls. Yeah, the the pizza is great and cheap, and the, everything's cheap there because I guess their economy's in the shitter. I and that's what I wanted to talk about with people, and, and I didn't understand. I'm like, what happened to Italy and Greece? I guess Greece 14 years ago something happened, and their economy just went. Yeah, I went down the shitter. And it, it just with tanked. the euros, right? I guess with the euros. I think it has I don't, to do with the euros. I, all I know is that. Food there is wicked hella cheap in both Italy and Greece. I mean, it's unbelievably inexpensive. And wine, like, you can get a good bottle of wine for two euros. Like, it's insane because they grow everything there. Oh, my God, and I couldn't bring home any olive oil, but just because we weren't checking bags, we only had backpacks. Oh, you were checking? No, but olive oil was like, I mean, like... You can't even believe how inexpensive, like huge, big containers, like gallon containers were like six euros of like real Italian olive oil. So it's funny when you go to Trader Joe's and you get your bottle of olive oil, you're like, oh my God, it's so cheap. It's only seven ninety nine. That's, I mean. Yeah, but it's manufactured compared well, they, to like. They, they say that it's from Italy. I don't know what Trader Joe's does, but food over there is crazy inexpensive. But then again, when I, we talked to some of the local guys um, in in Napoli, in Naples, young guys, and they said that they don't have labor laws like we do here, like fifteen dollars an hour now in San Francisco. The, the young guys were saying they can get paid two dollars, two euros an hour. Like that's pretty common. Like if you're a server, and people don't tip in yeah. Europe, so you're making two euros an hour and you're not getting tipped out. So they're just not making the kind of money we are. And their economy isn't that great right now. Yeah, Italy, Italy isn't yeah. Isn't, isn't really doing that. Great. A lot of young people too. Well, I guess we can we can call ourselves young here. <laughs> um, are struggling. Yeah. Basically, to yeah. even survive and what have you. Yeah. And no one. There's really no not much of a housing market there because no one can really afford. Well, they things are at least in Greece. Housing is super inexpensive. But I, I was asking. We met this guy Nikolas. He's amazing. He's going to have an art show here. He's a really great photographer and um, just cool artist guy and we hung out with him a couple nights 
um, met him and then went. he invited us to his house. It was amazing. And then we invited him over for dinner. Anyways, cool guy. But uh, he was saying that people can live there for like 500 euros a month. You can have a place to live. You can eat. You can live off of that. And what is five euros is? Is that 200? It's, no, it's... Um, Euros pretty much to the dollar, pretty okay. close. They're a little bit higher than us, so it's like a dollar twenty to the dollar right oh, now. Oh, okay. So they're a do- or euro twenty to the dollar. No, opposite way. It's a dollar twenty to the euro. So our money goes a little less far. But once you translate it into their money, it's like you just live with their money and think of them like dollars. It's cheaper than pounds. But it's that's cheap. Sure. It's che- I mean five hundred. So imagine living in a city for five hundred dollars a month that's pretty insane yeah but if you're making if you don't have if you're making two dollars right yeah it's i mean that's it's a struggle right yeah Jeez. but i mean it's the same thing here like in san Francisco, they couldn't believe how much our rents are and um like because you can buy a house there for the, the amount of money we pay in rent you know part of me i was i was thinking about this last night like thinking about like what if i just move out of San Francisco and moved to like Atlanta, how how much my money would go right. farther. Yeah. Though it would be Atlanta, Georgia in the South, but just thinking how much money, how much farther my money would go. Yeah. I was thinking about Greece. I mean, Athens is pretty awesome. So there is a little, little twinkle, twinkle in your eye of possibly, maybe. Well, if, if the station ever fell apart, like, you know, and, and it's it's one of those things, things change, times change. And, and I don't want to be like fatalistic, but San Francisco is a difficult place to continue being an artist. I mean, <laughs> there's, it's just not, I mean, and it's funny because it's such a creative place and it has been for so long and it's been such a home to artists, but to see just the, 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 apathy of people and how little they care about art and expression and and you know and that's maybe that's the way of the future because because everybody will know because everyone can express themselves all the time so what's the purpose of art do you know what i mean like if if you know any susan and and karen can have a podcast you know on their iphone whenever they want then the kids are moving so fast and they're all on instagram like everyone's famous now you know everybody snapchats and videograms and and everybody knows about everything and it's like i mean even facebook is dead which is funny because i'm still like trying to resuscitate that i barely check it anymore well no i i mean it's the only thing i use because i don't have the grams and the instas and the tweets and the Watts and that but like that's the thing about art now I think that it's falling apart because everyone's an artist because everyone has an iPhone and everyone can be a photographer now and everyone can be think that they're you know a radio star or any basically anyone can do anything I mean you can you can be famous on that stupid musically app like you can have thousands yeah. and thousands of followers watching you lip sync or on the YouTube motion. or on the YouTube so right so th- <laughs> like because everything's become possible you don't have to leave your house right and That's scary and what is the value of art if everybody's doing it I mean does it give it more value or does it not but, I, it's just you know is poetry still real does any does reading have value like you know just questions about i think reading definitely has value i i feel here's the good thing i will say this much it seems like with the times that are that that's going on right now people have started to read more and especially with books you think i think so i think i think and i ha- i think it has this maybe I this is just my opinion from what I've been noticing and observing that people are started to get interested in reading I think mostly about politics though sure and what's going on with the administration I now, think people are paying attention are they reading books or are they reading the internet both okay I think I definitely think both 
you know but i think the fact that people reading because there is a point in time where people weren't reading at all right right. you know yeah and so i would rather have people read something and have knowledge about something that's going on around them or know your fucking history or something you know it's it's i think with what's going on in today's society people are starting to slowly read again and get interested into it i think it's a small percentage but it's better compared to what i would say 10 years ago but that's the thing it's we're but we're exponentially growing as a species populating etc so the amount of people that are reading again is is it enough like is are we do we have a groundswell of of critical thought or is that i mean we still have we we allowed this president to be here. We allowed a reality TV star with no experience whatsoever. The ultimate fake it till you make it. We've adopted that as our country's byline. Like, fake it till you make it. And that is so sad because... It's pathetic. Whatever happened to discipline? Like, I don't want to break it back down to like... I was a ballerina or whatever, but can little girls still be ballerinas or do they call it torture now? I mean, like... <laughs> It's. I just. I don't. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what to do. It's. Is art dead? But I, I can't imagine kids these days being ballerinas because no one. You can't. It's hard work. Well, you can't yell at their snowflake child. Like the things that they. I, it's just. I'm trying to work on this new joke about like all this Me Too movement bullshit. And I feel triggered. And I was touched. And I was blah blah blah. Did you ever go to a hip hop club in the '90s? Like everything was assault. <laughs> People stuck their dick up against your buns, like without even looking at your face first. Or did you even mosh? Oh God! (laughs) Well, that's just abuse. Or did you or crowd surf and people just touch your tits? Yeah, just grab your hoo ha. I I want to crowd surf, but I don't feel safe. Yeah, sexually assaulted crowd surf. I actually did get sexually assaulted crowd surfing. That's totally possible. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely possible. But I mean, I think. That's those are things that we've kind of blocked and we didn't think about as No, being because we grew up in the nineties where it was like that's what happened. You went to a club, you had a couple drinks, he didn't see your face, he'd come up guys would come crying, up you just crying knew. Up on you. you just knew. If you're gonna go to a hip hop club in LA in Koreatown on a Thursday, Friday or Saturday night you know what's going on. Like it wasn't like I didn't know that guys were gonna like, it don't make it right though it doesn't make it right you, you, but it just yeah. makes it the 90s the late 90s in la and like i mean li- this is the other thing i would push people off like when sure, I, when, I would too i'd say know. you look at my face first you know like yeah, you let I'm me like i don't know you right give me the opportunity to see if i want you to grind up on me like i'm a stripper like at least give me at least make eye contact with me you ugly fuck exactly don't come up from behind don't come up from behind all sneaky because i'm gonna hit you i'm gonna backhand you like yeah but i mean that was that was the 90s so not that i'm like oh everything's okay and it's okay to touch people inappropriately but i mean even in the thousands i didn't understand like i thought that being a feminist was me playing a game of grab ass with like susan with the sweater set and the pearls from minnesota (laughs) and her, her girls were so upset we were in brooklyn and we were playing a game of grab ass because i guess i was inappropriate too. it's just the time we were raised because so i'd grab somebody's got cute guy's butt and then i'd point at her and go like she did it and she'd do the same thing to oh, me yeah. and i thought it was really cute and now i realize that that is totally assault but i i just didn't I even taking it back right at the time <laughs> i thought 
thought, oh, I'm being a really good feminist. We're just, we're if guys can do it, we can do exactly. it too. Like, sure. We'll yes. let you, we're letting you know how it feels. Yeah. yeah. I just, I didn't realize that they were such, you know, little baby snowflakes. Oh, I'm, you're assaulting me. But I, I, it was, it was a time I like, I understand now, like that when we're steeped in how we were raised, that's our experiences lead to who we are. And we're ra- We were all raised men and women. Uh, we're definitely raised in rape culture. Yeah. The and, rape is fine. And then this also goes back to what the, uh, Christine Blasey Ford, you know, the fact that, that you have women who are saying that what 17 year old boy hasn't put his mouth uh, covered a woman's mouth uh, to shut her up while he's, while he's trying to sexually assault her. Wow. Like, how, making it seem normal. Like, that, that is not normal. No one has ever put their hands over my mouth to shut me up and turn the music up so they can try to f- force themselves on me. Well, they, that's happened to me only when I'm really drunk and being super loud. Because uh, I was trained that you're not having fun having sex unless you're loud. Like that was like a thing that I don't know if movies taught me or how I was taught that. But that was a thing that I was mistakenly indoctrinated with in my youth so that don't make it right so so i was yeah but i mean i was super drunk and i was in a guy's house in san francisco this is before jonathan and i were together so i was being a little slutty but um i was sleeping with a really cute skateboarder guy he's very tall i won't say his name because it's been a long time and i want to implicate him in any but um i was being super super loud and i remember a couple things specifically one he didn't have any sheets on his bed which i thought was really interesting and bizarre I was like, why don't you have sheets on your bed? It was just a mattress. He was just a mattress with oh. like a with like a with a down with a comforter, and it wasn't down comforter; it was just a comforter on it. But I mean, he was a skateboarder, so they're dirty little weirdos. And he was like, probably under twenty five. I don't know. I was in my early thirties, um, and I was being super loud. And he was like, "You gotta, you gotta be quiet." But this is different from like she's saying. Yeah, no, I wasn't stop. being sexually. No, I wasn't being sexually assaulted. I was into it. This guy was. He was hot. He was a good-looking young skateboarder. I was like, hell yeah, let's get let's get boning, let's get to doing it. But but my point is that I was somehow taught that. I mean, it's the same way. Like, how do we shave our pubic hair? It's usually how we're taught. So it's like, what kind of porn did you watch, or what did your mom's bush look like, or if your friend, you know what or, I mean? Like, or just please him. Don't worry about you. Right, right. Shave it like the way he wants, or do yeah. There was a lot of that when I was. You know, in my 20s, during my first marriage, there was a lot of like, well, you're a wife now. This is how you act. And this is how the world goes. It's all about him, not about you sexually. But, and that was all the Jesus stuff too, is that like the the way to please others is to serve them. So like, that was all the Jesus stuff of like, you know, you should get joy out of service and out of constantly serving others. And it's like giving, constantly giving gifts, but it's basically just training for martyrdom. Uh, And I recognize that now because I don't know, it just took me a long time to grow up, but there's all of these tropes and these archetypes that are sort of steeped into us. And I think that if you did your seminal living from in the nineties, like it's the same way, like homophobia was just rampant. You can't watch a movie in the nineties without every joke being about gay Gay, people. It's something about being a homo. That's somehow that's like the crux of some movies. Even is that it's a joke about someone feeling effeminate as a male. And it's like, Whoa, and so you know we've evolved away from that and to where you know certain men you know do feel comfortable about being you know feminists 
<laughs> there are feminist straight males, sure. you know, and then, you know, manscaping, that's, well, yeah. th- that's kind of a form of like being film in a way. Um, but it, it's, I, I think in that department, we've kind of evolved in certain areas sure. and in certain cultures. Well, but because people have taken the power to say that I'm not going to live by these gender tropes and I'm not going to say that men do this and women do this and boys play with trucks and girls play with dolls. And and we have evolved because that was what the in the 50s, you, I mean, women couldn't even have credit cards until like 1975. what? 1975. Yeah. So, I mean, and there was stuff like women, women driving that became like in, an issue in the teens and 20s. And, oh, can women drive? Women working. The, women working, right. Women, all, single all women of- people are like single women, like being a single woman, you know. Right. There is, uh, what is her name? Helen Gur- Gurley wrote the book in the 1960s, Sex and the Single Girl or something. Oh, my. Which was controversial. Sure. But even now, today, we, we still... When it comes to rape culture and how women and like, did she say yes or making her feel guilty right. or like, was I she bought her dinner. Of, yeah. Or like, what was she wearing? Right, that, right, 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 right. That is something that is Which, Did so you meet her on Tinder? So that's hard now too, is that because of the way people are meeting and especially some of these apps, like if you're on Tinder, it, is that a measure of consent? Because it was based off Grindr and Grindr was originally just so guys could hook up with guys and, and Tinder, people say the same thing. And I'm just making a devil's advocate argument that hey she was on tinder like what else did she want she didn't want to fuck like that's what tinder's for like that some people could argue that and and not that i agree with that right but then then they'll say well she was on tinder and she did wear that skanky dress and it's all about consent though that's the that's but and then what thing that alcohol is on every date and so how can you truly give consent if like because there's I mean, I don't know. I think th- there's a responsibility as a person. Like when I used to be a hoe, <laughs> uh, and I knew I was getting myself what I, I knew what I was getting myself into. Yeah, I was looking for sex. Yeah, I was guys. looking for sex. I yeah. I wanted to get it on. Mm-hmm. And so if that if I was drunk, it was because I knew where I was going with right. this. Sure. I already prepared myself mentally. Absolutely. But also too. I didn't want anyone to force themselves on no, of course me. It was not. going to be on my choice. So I've been yeah. blessed for that not to happen to me during my whole days, thank God. Yeah, me too. You know, but... And that whole condom thing. Like, yeah. I mean, sometimes... I, I don't know. I'm so lucky I never got an STD. But it's hard because Whoops. guys don't like to use condoms. And so, I mean, I feel like I was... Not duped is not the word, but... I, and pressured is... Maybe pressured is the right word. I've been pressured. I I wanted to use protection. I wanted to use a condom, but it didn't happen because and and then it, it, I guess that's all my fault at the end because I wanted it. I wanted it too, but I wanted it bad enough that I was like, "Yeah, fuck the condom." Because but you felt pressured in that way. I felt like that he wasn't going to have sex with me if there was a condom involved. It was like they were putting up an ultimatum, almost almost like, you know, right. but it wasn't an ultimatum. But. but these are the questions that we need to ask ourselves now, like especially like being in our 20s and doing stupid shit Amen. and learning from that stupid shit. Too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't we had conversations like this, but it wasn't we didn't really talk about what rape culture is. Sure, sure. And we knew what consent was oh, we but, never talked about consent yeah. when i was little are you fucking kidding me consent wasn't a part of anything any conversation anywhere at all ever and sex was like 
I want boys to like me, the way I can get them to like me is by pleasing them sexually. Yeah. Like that was sort of what I was. She doesn't and, put out. She's not, she's right. not worthy. And I wasn't going to, I was, you know, holding the vag together because of the Christianity. But I gave so many blowjobs. I didn't know. I didn't. And this is one of the t- t- stories I tell. I didn't know that you could get an STD from a blowjob. I didn't know that until I was 25. I was like, you can get a, you can get HIV from a blowjob. And people were like. Yeah, what are? Where were you? What 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 planet did you grow up on? The planet Prude? Like yeah, or actually yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But but that was the other thing is that because sex was never talked about and was not a thing, and it was like save yourself for Jesus and all that. Like I learned from movies, TV, videos, uh, VH1, MTV, all of that. That you, if you wanted boys to like you, you had to put out. Yeah. That was something that, luckily, I, I I was one of those girls that... Not, not everybody didn't get that. <laughs> luckily, like, in high school, this is the late 90s, early 2000s, like, we already went through the sexual harassment and the mm. Nita Hill and all that stuff, and I, people thought I wasn't a virgin just because the way I act and talked and, you know, I seemed like I was experiencing things, but I was a virgin. Mm. Um, and when there were times when dudes wanted to put wanted me to put out i i knew i didn't want to and especially with you right in your friend's bedroom this ain't even your bedroom <laughs> nick downs <laughs> i remember you uh, <laughs> and it, it it was something that like i i guess like i held on to it and i didn't even suck dick until i was 17. Mm. yeah 17. And he he reciprocated too, because I'm like, listen, I'm not sucking your dick unless you eat my my snatch. Wow. So if you were so forward-thinking 17 year old, yeah, I because it was just like, listen, it's my body, and if I want to get my rocks off, because by that point I was collecting porn and stuff, so I was exploring things, but I was a rare 17 year old. Now, in my 20s, I turned into a hoe. <laughs> when I lost my virginity when I was 20, I was like, whoa! What is this? What is this? Yeah. I can sit on it and spit on it and spin? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. But and I think I kind of lost myself in that time of my hoe period where there were some, there were some points when I was getting pressured uh, into doing things that I did not want to do, but mm-hmm. I did it anyway because I was trying to please him. Sure, sure. And I wanted him to like me. Well, and that's that's the thing is that I my I didn't know like me as a person wasn't I wasn't taught that that was important. So I always even like I it's that what's that thing called when you ask about the guy and you. Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a thing where someone asks you about a man and, and it only takes a couple seconds in a conversation and suddenly basically Mansplain? I didn't, it, well I didn't I didn't oh. feel like I existed without the context of a relationship and especially a man. Like like you weren't anything unless a guy thought you were important. Sort of like me thinking I was important wasn't important. It was you aren't well, real unless you. Right, you aren't real unless someone else values you. And that and that person specifically I was taught it came from a a male source so you know you have to have a if you don't have a guy that thinks you're great then you aren't anything right and I don't know why and how that construct came to being but it did and it's it fucks with your self-esteem well yeah 
and it fucks with your concept of sexuality because if if I'm only important because of my sexuality then that's a weird thing to base your self-worth and image on is like how attractive you are to others that's that's I mean but I think that a lot of women for many years that's all we had was well you, God, thank God she's pretty because she's sure not that smart or whatever but being intelligent wasn't the end all be all right and it didn't matter because we didn't have a voice anyways so no matter how smart we got what, who were we going to tell our husbands you know what i mean <laughs> right. and if you didn't have a husband then you're a witch and yeah. you should be burned or what do they call um women who don't have who don't have partners what old spinsters. maids spinsters, spinsters old maids yeah it's yeah. pretty negative which is yeah. spinsters old maids. cat lady cat ladies you know, yeah i'd rather be a spinster than a cat lady well, I love cats. I mean, so uh, Zach Wiseman um, came, helped me out last night. I I was hosting at Tope, and when I do that, I get free alcohol. So, uh, so needless to say, I remember the entire open mic. The last comedian was Greg Gettle. I remember it. I remember the list, uh, but I don't remember a lot after that. I guess Zach Wiseman, sweet nice Zach Wiseman, walked me home, and it started to rain. I guess it was raining. I was talking to Jonathan, and I was like, "It's raining," and I didn't care. None of I remember none of this. I guess I got home. He was watching some punk video. I'm like, yeah, Zach Wiseman here. Woohoo. So anyways, I guess I was awake for a little bit, but then I was passing out. So I fell asleep. I woke up this morning. I had no idea that Zach had been there. Completely forgot. But he stayed up all night and made me a collage. And it's on my kitchen wall now. And it's all these cats. And I have no kittens, pictures of kittens. And they're all cut out. And they're so cute together. And I'm like, he must be doing meth again. Because this is so <laughs> cool. It is so cool. Like, I went to sleep. And I woke up. And there's, like, art in my house. I'm like, what? So, cat lady. Yeah. My, my boyfriend's a cat man. So, cat man. he's a cat man. I'm, I'm taking it back. I'm calling him cat man. I'm like, cat oh, man. It's good. He's, he's had four cats all at once. That's like, a cat man. That's yeah. a cat man. I'm like, ugh. That four that's, cats. That's too much pussy for me. I'm getting, we're going to get a new cat soon. Um, I, I hate to defile the memory of Spike, but we changed the house around a little bit. So, it doesn't feel like it did when he was there and when he died behind the radiator it was so sad so I put a chair in front of the radiator now so I don't have to look at it and think about it so much um, but we're gonna get it's time we're back from vacation you said that's what you're gonna you, do we're not gonna go anywhere for a while so it's not a big deal Jonathan has his new full time job so we're gonna be we'll be around for at least six months before we go anywhere again so I, I think it's time to get another fur baby you said that yeah you said that's what you're gonna do you're yeah. gonna wait till you come back to the country yeah. and you're back there were so many cats in greece like people in greece just take care of the cats like as a group it's like it takes a village kind of thing and that's there's cats cute. everywhere we took so many pictures of cats it was it was cats nice. in hidden crevices of the beautiful building. Oh, no, they were hanging out, like coming out and talking to you and meowing. Like they are really nice cats because the community takes care of them. So they're just out begging for food all the time. They're Ugh. just the only bummer about the cats in Greece is that I'm going to say every single one of them has worms because those people that we here's a little veterinary lesson. God, thank God I was married to a veterinarian in my 20s. Uh all cats okay when cats get fleas and especially if they're outdoor cats cats are going to have fleas i mean you can get the advantage and if you get the advantage stuff um basically it changes the 
biology of the flea. It makes it so that their eggshells are too strong and the babies can't break out of them. So it doesn't, Advantage doesn't kill the fleas. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't let them hatch. Now, then they eventually die off because they don't get born. But if a cat has fleas and a cat licks and cleans like they do, which they always do, they eat the fleas. So the parasites live inside or on the fleas. So then they get inside the cat and they're fucking stoked because now they have their parasite and they live and they thrive inside the cat. And then their little wormy rice, little maggoty things come out their butt. And I mean, almost all cats, if you have an outdoor cat and you don't have them on advantage, he's going to have... He's going to have worms. worms. He's going to have fleas. So he's going to have worms. It's just the way it is. So you can get dewormer and it's not a big deal. But unless they put it in the entire water supply of grease, these cats are just going to have worms. So, I mean, there was a cat that was staying at the hotel and he was our buddy. His name was Garfield. He was such a sweet, sweet kitty. And he was orange. And I I was like, up, oh, up, there's a worm squiggling out of his butt there. You know, so it was hard to like him as much on our bed after after the worm incident. But all cats have worms unless you... So that's the thing is that when we get our new cat from the SPCA or whatever, they, they come, you know, dewormed. They come with... They come neutered too, right? Yeah, usually yeah, they spay yeah. or neuter them so we don't have to worry about that. And then they, they you know, they have them on the they've given them the shots they make sure they don't have FIV they tell you if they have FIV no kitty AIDS no kitty AIDS they make sure they don't have any like upper respiratory that's gonna plague you for the rest of your life um but that's the thing is that if you get an indoor cat if you get a cat and you keep them indoors they're not gonna get FIV and, and they're not gonna get uh you know upper respiratory and they're not gonna get ear mites and they're not gonna get fleas because where are the fleas gonna come they're you know they're gonna be outside they're gonna be outside so we're gonna we're gonna get any. We already have some names picked out for fur babies. Fur babies. Yeah. If it's black, we're gonna name it Lucifer. And if it's a black girl, we'll call her Lucy. And if it's a black boy, we we'll just call him Lucifer or Lucify because that's the cute name of the black cat in Cinderella. Well, Lucifer and the little mice go Lucify, Lucify. Um, that's cute. That's cute. And if it's um, if it's an orange kitty which I'm really hoping for, uh, Mr. Bojango Fett, whether it's a boy or a girl, <laughs> it's Mr. Bojango Fett because it's, it's cute. And I, I, used to have a, I used to have an orange cat named Boba Fett. So to have like, and Jango Fett, you know, in the stories came after, the father came after the son, which is weird because of the order of the movies. That sounds Anyways, so And cute. Mr. Bojangles is an old timey racist, old timey racist uh, thing. I don't want to have a black cat and call him Mr. Bojango Fett because that I feel like is a little too racist. <laughs> like it's a little bit, it's like a little on edge. We're there. crossing the line. Crossing the line. We're crossing, crossing the, the line. line. Speaking of worms, now I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. I'm uh, gonna go to the bathroom, guys. Yeah. Hopefully, Latoya doesn't have any worms. I don't have worms. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that she uh, will come back and tell me more of the news going on in the world because I seriously have no idea. I mean, the, the Kavanaugh stuff was all news to me, and. Uh, I mean, wibbity do rape culture. It's it is upon us. It is it is ripe. It is real. It's it's gonna be good for my my comedy. I, I'm trying to do that new hip hop joke. It's funny, right? I mean, that it, it's like these these poor little snowflakes that they're. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to discount anybody's sexual uh, if you've been abused or. Yeah, I mean, how do we? It's it's good that we talk about the crazy things that happened in the '90s and the and the rape culture and the date rape culture and the like. What the expectations of women and what was thrust upon us? <laughs> 
And, you know, if you're not skinny and pretty, what are you? Melaniania. Speak out, lady! Uh, let's, we'll find out what else is happening uh, in in the world. Let's, let's do the fun little game where we type into the, into the, we'll see what Google says is happening. If we put in, this is, this is how you get the temperature of the people, everyone. You, you type into Google a word and you see what comes out without you typing anything else. So we're going to go with Trump. And a lot of it is the stuff that we've looked at in the past. We've got, but we've got Trump Twitter, Trump news, Trump press conference today. Uh, Trump lies comes right up. That's interesting. There, I didn't know there was a press conference today. Donald Trump just told female reporter she never thinks during a press conference. Ooh. President Trump will send you a text today, whether you want it or not. He didn't send it to me because I don't have a smartphone. This is very funny because it happened. Everyone was on the bus and everyone's phones started going mad. Everyone's phones started going wicked weird. And everyone, they said, oh, it's the Trump text. It's the Trump text. It's the Trump text. I didn't get it because I have a dumb phone. So President Trump will send you a text today, whether you want it or not. I did not get the text. I'm special. I've also never seen Titanic. And what's the other thing that makes me better than everyone else? No, not that I don't like Shania Twain. There was another thing. There was, um, I've never, I'm, I've never seen the Titanic. I didn't get, I have a dumb phone and there's something else. I don't know. I don't know what makes me different that everybody else has uh, done except me. Trump will send you a text today, whether you want it or not. Not me. It doesn't matter if you follow him on Twitter or Matt. It doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal. President Trump will directly be sending a message to your phone Wednesday as part of a nationwide test of the government's emergency alert system. Beginning at 2.18 Eastern, that was 11.18, and that's when everybody got texted except me, the integrated public alert and warning system will send you the text message to all U.S. cell phones on major carriers. President Trump is the only person that can send the message, and you can't turn off notification for it. Presidential alert, the message will begin, followed by a brief text. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. I didn't get the text. Did you get the text? You got the text. I didn't get the text. This makes me feel um, special and wonderful because he can't get to me. Look, I'll look at my phone. I'll look at it right now. Looking at my phone right here. No, no texts. No nothing. Looking at my texts. Looking at them right here. Going through them. Looking at the box. Just to check. Conversation. Uh, I've got Jonathan Moore, Crystal Nelson, and uh, my buddy, the last one was from the other night, Natalie Fauzi. And suggest that's all I got. I didn't get your fucking text message, you douche motherfucker. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. You're lucky. I didn't get it. You didn't get me. You can't find me, President Fuckface. Oh, that's oh, this what is, it is. I really think oh, it's a way to keep track of yeah, people. This is what this is. This is not for Federal Emergency Management Agency. This is so that the government can know where you are. It's exactly. All of your fucking Obama phones. Everybody's been like, well, why didn't you just get a free Obama phone? Why didn't you get a smartphone? Because well, I don't fucking want them to know where I well, goddamn am. Here's the thing obama did start this but the thing is like he did with the obama phone i could understand that because it's for uh uh oh oh we lost thank you yeah the the Thank free you. Obama phone, yeah. Yeah, the free times. Obama phone was for people who have uh, you know lower income, but this doesn't even give you an option to opt out. Right, right, right. Yeah, 
I didn't get it though. <laughs> this is so funny and this, wonderful. This is that, why you, yeah, this you is make why, us feel dumb. This now. is why I didn't get a smartphone. You have a dumb phone. I have a dumb phone because our president is an idiot. Uh, is it, that, that that makes sense, I think. Ha <laughs> ha I'm so yeah. fucking happy. I can actually do a joke about this today. <laughs> or tonight. Actually, I can't. I'm not doing comedy now. I work every Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I work at the, the counter offer. That is so funny that everybody had to get a text message except for me. Yeah, I totally got it. I... I think it's very funny. Um, this is another thing. He's a terrible person. Donald Trump just told a female reporter she never thinks during a press conference. Because women are dumb. I mean, right? Dumb pores. They're only good for sex and grabbing pussies, right? At a press conference this morning, President Trump attacked a female reporter who asked him a question saying she never thinks. The exchange was captured on video and then tweeted. Trump called Cecilia Vega of ABC News saying... Okay, question. Yeah, sure, go ahead. She hesitated a little, so Trump continued. She's shocked that I picked her. She's in a state of shock. She quickly rebutted, saying, Excuse No, me? I'm not. No, I'm not. Thank you, Mr. President. To which he said, I know you're not thinking. You never do. The, the mostly men standing alongside him laughed and smiled in response. She, That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm sorry? The reporter asked, and Trump ignored her, simply saying, go ahead. You can watch the clip and the exchange yeah, this below. Is oh, this is... I am... See? This is exactly what we were talking about earlier. It, it, there's, we're just... I, I, well, let's, 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 let's sigh collectively. Okay, question? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. She's shocked that I picked her. No. She's in a state of shock. I'm not thinking, Mr. That's President. That's okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. <gasps> go ahead. She said, I'm sorry? Holy fuck. Holy fuck. There's just no respect. The man has just no respect. I just don't understand even as... Ugh, how how, no how do women... No respect. Like... I don't understand you broads who would even think or fathom to endorse a man like this. It's so blatantly disrespectful. I mean, we already saw the fucking like excess Hollywood tape that was right there. It goes even further than that. She's shocked I picked her. She's in a state of shock. I'm not. Thank you, Mr. President. I know you're not thinking. You never do. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, like, did and, you just did you just say that I don't think? Ever? Yeah, and, the, and some of me? these some of these journalists need to get in his ass. Like, seriously, it's not it's not about being. Don't be polite anymore. You can't be polite to this man. No, he doesn't. No. He doesn't respect that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think she. I wish she would have had a, a better I mean, rebuttal. Could 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 the reporters just start standing up and saying, "Hey, fuckface," can we start calling him like? I mean, what would happen if we, what would happen if there was a press conference and someone just, st- we, everyone started calling him fuckface or like Orange unhinged monster, or yeah. yeah, some, some sort of be like some sort of moniker, some, so, some kind of insulting. Yeah. 
some anything if, yeah. if we could just be have solidarity for his, his blatant disrespect of he has no respect for anybody anybody and then oh, people don't respect me it's fake news well you're a cock-sucking fuckbag you dick wad and that's I even mean, insulting to cocksuckers yeah it really is <laughs> the press conference was supposed to be about the new trade agreement between the u.s mexico and canada but it quickly turned to brett kavanaugh's sexual assault allegations hearing and the scotus nomination the supreme court and the hearing, he, which took place last Thursday, elicited strong responses from many Americans, women in particular, on social media who were survivors of sexual assault. Trump defended Kavanaugh during the questioning from reporters today, saying, We don't want to go on a witch hunt, do we? And while he didn't attack Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, the woman who testified, he did say the whole thing had ruined Kavanaugh's life. Oh, <laughs> poor dude. Oh, poor white man. Aww. You took... You look at his life until this happened. What a change he's gone through. The trauma for a man who never had any accusations. Vega tweeted this after the conference in defense of her rights as a journalist. Uh, A news conference means you get to ask whatever question you want to ask. Hashtag First Amendment. You know, see, again, that's too polite. You You can't, you can't. People need to stop being so eloquent with this man. Yeah, absolutely. It, there's no there's no such thing as being the bigger person with someone so low, so disgusting. Well, we, we discussed and- that one time. He has narcissistic personality disorder. He has, you can look at his actions and you can look at the DSM-8 or whatever it is now of psychiatric, uh, you know, mental health issues. And he is a classic, like he... Is, you, you could put a picture of him next to narcissistic personality disorder. And I'm sure disorder. that, and I'm sure in the future, it will in be the, I, I, I'm, Yes, exactly. I, 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 totally, I hope it does. I hope so too. That would be funny. They will examine that motherfucker's brain. When is he going to die? Yeah, I, I'm serious. It's, it, it's, it's just like I just, I really just want him to just, just go, just go away, just go just away. T- like really, like why can't you kill evil? You yeah. can't kill evil. Well, and no, and this gets, this gets, it gets to an important question of like. You know, we call him evil and and say that what he's doing is immoral and what is morality and and but when a person that we deem as their choices being unhinged is a fun word to use, um, and then they're getting to choose and appoint the um, Supreme Court justices that are the ones who are the judges of our laws and what are laws laws complicit like what are the what are the point of laws the point of laws are to keep people you know in line to punish those who have wronged their fellow man it's there there are they're the morality of our of our system of what they're supposed to be humane wait well but is that is is that what we consider ourselves to be as americans if you look at our constitution you know we the people and 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 to to uphold life liberty and the pursuit of happiness well for whom white men right and originally when that was written, white straight men it was so but then we are the people so what we deem that's the thing is who, but we're not but we're who not are the people. people who are the people well, we're, the thing we're is, not people. people well and we know immigrants aren't people there's some scary Negros shit going down people that we're the, chattel it is it is so scary to me what is happening with the immigration laws right now and and i read that um he wants to take away well it's not that he wants to take it away he's sending ice in so there are children this this i find <sighs> oh, interesting God. is that for food, people who get food stamps or medicare uh or medical or medicare if they're an illegal immigrant, they don't and they, but if they do try to apply for them, 
the ice can come in now and they're saying, but this is the problem is that their children, the children who were born here, I don't care if your parents were immigrants. If you're a child and you were born here, you are an American American citizen. citizen. And now you're taking away the rights of American citizens who don't have an ability to take care of themselves because they're fucking children. And we're taking away their ability to eat because their parents are going to be afraid. And they, well, why did they come here? Well, they came here for a better life, you fuckbags. Of course they did. Like, this place is better and nice. And what we used to say, oh, immigrants, we we are built on immigrants, but what what immigrants are are okay now. So if you were an immigrant, in the 1880s that was okay if you were an immigrant in the 1940s unless you were Japanese that that's okay but now what is it when was the cutoff when's the cutoff for to be an American was it the 70s was it the 80s are we all full when it, now when it became brown town right. <laughs> and we, won't let, we won't let Syrians come in and no. we're not but the thing is that brown town we should be supporting our citizens and these children the children are children. citizens of the United States they were fucking born here it's in our laws that if you were born here then you're a citizen and and now we're going to take away potentially the ability for some children to eat to eat I mean let, yeah let's talk about the kids the kids There's, yeah let's talk about the kids for example like right now there's still kids that are they just build up a new tent city i believe in texas oh, for man. some of those kids that are still left from um earlier this spring about um uh i believe there's like 13 uh 1300 kids still left of that were basically kidnapped from their parents and um there's a new tent city these children aren't able to go to school these conditions are inhumane they're yeah. crammed it's terrible i put in immigration kids into google and this is what came out immigration kids in cages immigration kids camp immigration yes. kids pictures immigration kids separated from parents immigration kids crossing the border illegal immigration kids trump immigration kids immigration kids See. locked up and then obama administration kids so this is this is a hot topic right now and how do we a lot of these kids aren't immigrants. They were born here. Their parents are immigrants. But now are we to negate their safety and their livelihood? Are we are we going to say that eh, the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for some Americans? White. For some? What? Yeah. For whom? But now White. even now even like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, as long as you get your opiates from your doctor and as long as you don't get too hooked on them, as long as you get that cool red pill so you can poop, like, unless, unless the white people start getting affected and all of a sudden, oh my God, we've got a crisis on our hands. Oh, everybody's on opiates. True, speak it. I mean, it's, yep. it's just really, but this, this kid stuff this is, is... And the thing is, it's just like, this is... Okay, so you snatch some kids from the border from their parents so now you're treating them like prisoners and putting them in cages and now there's this whole new tent city that they built for these 1300 kids that cannot go to school who are living in these inhumane conditions piled up on top of each other and how young caged teen in texas immigration camp is teaching other kids to change caged toddlers diapers because they're not even changing di- diapers for children. Like, we're just, I mean, this is going to cause some serious PTSD for these kids in the future. It already has. Yeah, I mean, this it is. It already has. And then here's another fucked up thing. We're not, that. that's just not even scraping the surface. This just think 20 about all kids the sexual to a cage. abuse. Oh, my God. All the sexual abuse that's going on, which they've already started talking about. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Yes, all the, se- the all the you know there's plenty of cases of these kids getting sexually abused by some of these guards. Of course. Donald Trump has falsely claimed Ugh. that Democrats are respons- responsible for the policy of separating children from their parents. 
How? Michelle Brain, director of migrant rights at the Women's Refuge Commission, met with a 16-year-old girl who'd been taking care of a young girl for three days. The teen and others in their cage thought the girl was two years old. She had to teach other kids in the cell to change her diaper. Brain said after an attorney started to ask questions, agents found the girl's aunt and reunited the, the two. It turned out the girl was actually four years old. Part of the problem was that she didn't speak Spanish, but Quiche, a language indigenous to Guatemala. Oh. She was so traumatized that she wasn't talking. She was just curled up in a little ball. I mean, this it's just is crazy stuff. And you know what? The evangelicals support this shit. It's insane. They, 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 this is, that's, that's, that's from just, I mean, everything that is going on with it, with this administration, and I'm, I'm not saying this is the first administration that caused it, but it's just so in your face to like the in, inhumanity that the supporters have. Yeah, they, they you made fun of a woman that was possibly sexually um, assaulted. You, you don't give a damn about young kids. Yeah. In cages, yeah, like they're like they're in like, like dog kennels here. Yes, this dog is like kennel, a dog yes, kennel. exactly. You say like it's like summer camp for them. I mean, come on, this come is, on. It, you don't give a damn about the football players protesting our rights oh, because yeah. for because black men and women and people of color are getting gunned down by police. But oh no, we're not being patriotic. How everything that is going on is about. The inhumanity of what is going on here in this country—it's—it's it's, this is this is insane to me uh, that there. This is this is the in essence it's a juvenile prison prison camp. The children, mostly of high school and junior high school age, are housed behind 18-foot-high chain-link fences topped with razor wire. They are segregated by age and gender. There's one area for those 12 and under. There are areas for boys and girls ages 13 to 15, and still more for boys and girls ages 16 and 17. Nylon tarps tied to the fences provide a modicum of privacy between the groups. They share the kind of portable toilets used at fairs and construction sites, placed inside the cages, and vented with clothes dryer hoses. There's an occasional frizz or stuffed animal one pregnant teen in the older girl's area sat with her back against the fence holding her belly muted televisions blink incongruously hanging from overhead beams but most of the children lie motionless side by side mattress with looks of intense boredom on their faces inevitably given the number of people it smells of feet and sweat and straw giving the look and feel of the livestock areas at the state fair uh they, the children are fed and clothed, kept clean and cool, far better off if they were walking through the desert in June temperatures. The Nogales facility is a way station where children are identified, examined for health problems, vaccinated, and moved to other facilities until um, they are placed with relatives already in the country to await their day in immigration court. A tour dispelled rumors of ill treatment. The CPB agents in the building seem to be genuinely compassionate in their interactions with the children. The facility is clean and air-conditioned. Uh, I mean, it's it's crazy to me that this is how we we're dealing with people, actual people, and and it it's really sad because you know, <laughs> well Syria. This is what you talked to some Turkish people in Greece, and uh, and they said that I said, oh, I, well, there's four million refugees in your country now, and they said, oh, more like seven, seven million Syrian refugees uh, are in Turkey, and. 
because they share a border. And there are people that are getting on boats. Uh, and this is what my Greek buddy, um, Nicholas, was saying is that there's, because there's 3,000 islands in Greece, like 300 of them are, are inhabited. But there's old women on these islands that are just finding people on boats and taking them in and feeding them. And it's, yeah. and taking them into their homes and caring and helping. But it's so amazing that. There are 7 million people. There's more than that even refugees now. That's just in Turkey alone. Yeah. But the United States has taken 10,000. None of them. I think we took maybe. Did we take? I think during the Obama administration, we only took in 10,000. That's it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was the Obama administration, though. Um, and then we're not even talking about the influx of Syrian refugees going into the whole European countries. Yeah. Which that yeah. which now a lot of people um, the Eastern European countries, which are pretty fucking racist. Um, oh, and that's the other thing the Turkish people are saying is that it's hard to stay away from racism right now. Mm -hmm. And almost everyone that we talk to from Europe, and even my Greek friends, were like, "It's you can the racism is palpable because we're having to take all the refugees, and we're like, what? Why is this our? That's the thing is is that we kind of started and perpetuated and continued this war that's happening in Syria with, you know, the Russians God. and all these things. And we've been part of it, but we're taking no responsibility for it. And now all of these millions of people are displaced and we're not taking. We definitely ain't taking none right now. No. So. And this has been going on since what? 2010, 11. So, and this is, this is from fifth, uh, 2015 it's saying facts about Syrian refugees and and what's going on and that's that's far, far away President Obama says or the, Donald Trump suggested the government steers Syrian refugees to states with Republican governors <laughs> which is funny um, but now we're not taking anybody but I feel like we should be I saw even they were showing some refugee camps and it looks a lot like Burning Man just without the drugs. Like it looks really sad. It looks like they're in desert and they're in these tents and there's kids and there's all these people that are just like in these. They're piled on top of each other. Yeah. And, and they have nowhere to go. Where are they going to go? They have guards outside the camps and stuff like that. And Where? Yeah. It's, it's, it's. I mean the whole the whole immigration thing is going on all over the world. Yeah, so it's, ten thousand. That's what was Obama 10, did. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. So this is even this is from sixteen of four million Syrian refugees the U.S. has taken. I think it's ten thousand. Uh, it's going to tell but me. We, in a second. but even at but home, that was that we was won't even take day. any of our Latino brothers and sisters. No, I, which is crazy to me. Ugh. And uh, why and why we don't? Why do we not care? Like. We're just letting all this happen, and, and because and what are we being like distracted by? What is is it? Is it the Kavanaugh stuff? Is it we're like this is we're, important. we're distracted by stupid shit he does that he deflect. Mm. He he. The the thing is, I'm I'm starting to really get pissed off at the media, and I'm starting not to even like watch CNN because all they do is talk about like you know his tweets and how unhinged he is but there's so many things that are going on behind closed doors with this administration like did you know they voted for another tax cut what yeah 
they no, voted I didn't. for another I didn't. Ca- tax cut. I didn't know that. They did that over the weekend. That's not something that you're reading about really in the news or seeing another it about tax cut. Why do we? Why? Who needs tax? We the one percent, not we, us. That's, that's crazy to me. Um, and there's there's a oh, and then here's another fun one that I read about that's going on. So you know Jeff Sessions, who hates his marijuana, yeah. they're trying to start a task force. Um, I don't know how this is work is going to work uh, for states that um, do have recreational or medicinal. They're trying to find some kind of loophole to kind of stop them from oh that. God. Though the majority of the um, uh, the American people are for recreational and or medicinal, it's awesome for our fucking economy. How many people? One of my buddies, Kevin, just got a job in the me- medical marijuana industry. Jonathan just got a new full time job, full medical, full dental. Oh my god! And a four hundred one k. Yeah. And he's working for, there's a delivery company that has, um, they're the only ones that have like this really big shipping license. And anyways, it's great. And it's, it's bringing it's, jobs. It's bringing jobs. It's, it's making people happy. Supply demand. Supply demand. It's fucking great. Let us have our weed. Like that's we, the thing is it's like, it. well, yeah, we need it to distract us from the scariness that's happening, but it's way better than alcohol. Like, I had five drinks last night and, and I, I had a really fun time, but I mean, I didn't, I didn't black out not once on my vacation because I, I don't know. I don't know why we just didn't drink that much, but, but we didn't have yourself. weed either. We didn't, we didn't have weed. I don't know if maybe the two are. Maybe, maybe me. you were just enjoying yourself and you were so relaxed because I don't know why I, I didn't ever black out there. I just didn't drink didn't that much. You didn't want to. <laughs> I guess I know. Yeah, you didn't want to miss any moment. I didn't want to miss any of the moments. No, I, you know. But you know, there's so many things like this that are going on behind, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. And you still don't hear anything about the opioid crisis. You don't oh, hear no, about no, the pharmaceutical about companies trying to take responsibility for what you know what they're doing. But there's all these things, and it, 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 we are. I think a lot of us, we get distracted by the stupid shit that he says, the offensive shit that he says, like how he talked to that, uh, what, Cecilia Vargas from ABC News. We get distracted by that. We know that he's a piece of shit, but we need to really report on what's really going on behind closed doors. The police state is still running rampant. Oh, my God. We we still have just mass. This is the problem I have with Trump. This is the biggest problem is that now we've... We've basically made it okay to be a racist. He's and a sexist. He said terribly racist and sexist things. He's taken the office of the president, which was once greatly respected by everyone, and turned it into a joke. But the problem is that when he does that, every time he tweets like a 12-year-old girl, I shouldn't even say 12-year-old girls because 12-year-old girls are smarter than that. They don't want to tell everybody all their business. Every time he does something dumb, or just sort of defames the office or says something inflammatory about, inflammatory yeah. and all of these about he makes it okay to be dumb stupid racist and sexist he makes it he makes that language okay because he uses it himself when you negate a woman journalist that's her job and you say she never thinks and you belittle her in front of everyone at a press conference that says that you do not respect women that says no one has to respect women that says that without saying anything that says hey this is totally fine and everyone's picking up on that people are becoming more insular and racist and terrible and saying and doing terrible things and saying whatever they want and, and making sexual assault as like it's no big thing wait we've just what 17 year old boy does it there's there's something that you should see though 
from CNN. I think this came out last week where they did have some Trump, female Trump supporters that needed suck a dick um, <laughs> that were saying, that were expressing their views about the Brett Kavanaugh and the Christine Blasey Ford, where there was a woman that did say, um, what 17 year old boy has not done, um, you know, something aggressive like that. I, I, that's an insult to men who it actually is. respect women. It's a huge, I mean. It's so insult, I mean. But that we've just made it okay, like, yeah, 17 year old boys will be boys. Like, yeah, exactly, them, that yeah. old myth. Boys, boys will be boys. Well, they just grab tits whenever they want, you know Oh, what that I mean? Brock Turner, yeah. he, you know what? Brock he, Turner. Oh my gosh, boys will, be, boys will rape other girls. It's okay. Yeah, it's. What's she drinking though? Oh, yeah. she had it coming. Like, this is the thing that, this is, it's, you're making it okay. Yeah. You're making the, you're making it okay to say, oh, it's okay to cage kids. Yeah. Why yeah. You, yeah. You're making why? Yeah. What it's okay, okay for rich people to stay richer and for poor people to to, to continue that divide. It's to okay divide to, Americans. It's, it's okay. okay. To do that. It's, it's okay fine. to vote against your interests and be fucking dumb and complicit. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Heads up, bills were introduced while Americans were distracted by. Let's see. I just put in what are Americans distracted by. Uh, yeah, heads up, bills were introduced while Americans were distracted by Russian spy drama. Uh, a message circulating across social media discussion forums and forwarded emails warns that while Americans were distracted by Russian spy drama, bills have been introduced to abolish the EPA, the Department of Education, and Public Education, repeal the Affordable Care Act, criminalize abortion, and mobilize against sanctuary cities. That's an, even an old one. Yeah, that's an old one. Shit, we we ain't even talking about right now. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, well, and that's it's crazy. What are what are Americans? Oh, I put in what are Americans distracted by? And we've got wake up, America. We are being distracted from the real issues. And then this is from 2012. And this is the Obama administration. Yeah, and so that was, uh, which affects you more, the fact a particular candidate voted for a particular bill in the past, or that our entire monetary system is run by a man whom none of us voted for and who has systematically worked to debase the value of the currency in our pockets while raising the cost of living? That sounds like right now. Really, that's the Obama administration. Yeah, they're talking about. It's just funny that it still it still actually absolutely makes sense though. But I believe that's absolutely happening right now. Yeah, is that the cost of living is going up? Oh yeah, and, and the wages are the still wages stagnant. are yeah. And I mean, we live in San Francisco. Obviously, we see that. It's like I have a, the joke about the in 1842 there were like 12 political parties, and I don't know like they were the anti-Nebraskans. I don't think Nebraska was ever popular enough. Like no. who's why would you have anti-Nebraskans? Anyways, it was a political party, but as were the uh pro-bank Democrats, the anti-renters. The anti-renters was a group what? that was a whole political party. They were called the anti-renters and there was another group called the pro-bank Democrats. And I'm thinking like this sounds like today and this is just back in the I'm like anti-renters. Everybody hates renters. I I mean and it was in the 1840s. What matters more to the U.S., whether or not homosexuals can get married or the fact that all of us are married to a financial system in which all of us shoulder the debts, the debts of Wall Street, the banks, and thereby ensuring that our country will eventually fa- face a debt crisis resulting is most, uh, most if not all of us, losing a major percentage of our wealth. Oh, yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah this but is we're worried the, about uh, homosexuals, yeah. What, this is during the, um, the, the Wall Street. The, mm, right, what, right, right. What yeah. was it called? The bailout. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, not bailout. That was 08, but this is the, uh, I forgot what we called it. God damn it. <laughs> There's so much going on. Yeah. Which is more important to our well-being, whether a certain candidate has paid his taxes or the fact that we are all of us being taxed by inflation, which decreases our purchasing power, making us all much poorer. And the Fed, again, just changed the, mm-hmm. it's just funny that these things are like, yeah, I, I gotcha. Obama is guilty of that. I, I will say that. I mean, he's not a perfect president. Not yeah, but, the, not it, but for this one. makes sense. This makes sense for what's happening right now it, with absolutely. our guy. I mean, it doesn't. It, that's the thing. Is it? Are we just distracted by whoever our president is, and it doesn't really matter because the powers, the powers of the bank and the feds and the money. I mean, well, the thing is, like Obama, we weren't distracted by any scandals with Obama. Yeah, that's of course thing. not. Yeah, because he's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, the only distraction that Republicans hate that man for well besides him being black was the tan suit incident like that was like the biggest scandal tan suit incident yeah so stupid there was a controversy about him wearing a tan suit because the president's always supposed to wear a navy blue or a black suit yeah yeah. interesting yeah stupid um but but with this guy Every day there's something, there's a scandal. And sure, then sure, sure, sure. he is he is really good at the master disguising of like what's really going on. I I, I can't believe that you know I, we're not even talking and this is twenty twelve, so right. we, we didn't even talk about the tax cuts that happened last year, last in December. Right. And then the new ones that just happened. And then yeah, people are talking about the economy's doing great. I, no. Nothing has changed for me. I'm still. The economy is not doing great. The wages are still stagnant. I just, I got, I just got seven dollars more a month on my food stamps, though. That, that is very exciting. That means I can get another two salads at Trader Joe's, <laughs> or I can get mm, seven euros went much farther food-wise in Europe than it does here. Oh, seven dollars. Wow, I, I mean, I can't even get a burrito. I can get, I can get three tacos at happy hour. And that'll be under five bucks. That's probably the way that I'd go with that. I could get a banh mi sandwich. You could get two at Saigon and can, I could get one. Cans. <laughs> can could spam. Yeah. Well, um, gross out's right up the street. So for $7, I can actually get like four cans of chunky clam chowder. I love clam chowder. I just, I, like I clam love ch- clam chowder. I like clam chowder, but I'm picky about it. Yeah, you should be. I'm clammy about it. Yeah. I would, uh, here's another thing we're distracted by. The American delusion distracted, diverted, and insulated from the grim reality of the police state. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, you know what was crazy? Was last week's Dreamforce, Salesforce, Cloudforce. I don't know what oh, the force is. Mess. It's all the force. And the force came down upon us. And it was really <laughs> funny because the questionably housed were nowhere to be seen. They were sleeping on BART. Basically, the, there was so much police presence last week because they were trying to keep our city streets clean for those sales force. Because Susan from accounting in Minnesota with her sweater set and her pearls, she was nervous. She didn't want to walk one block the wrong way. Otherwise, she'd be in the tenderloin. Well, she, Sweetheart, she where should can be I get nervous. a cup of coffee? This is the city's fault. But they picked up all the poo. And they cleaned out all the people. They arrested them. They harassed them. They moved them away. They shuffled them onto BART. There were so many people sleeping on BART. I have to say, they were still on uh, Larkin, Eddie, and Mason, where I work. They they, were still, because there were some Salesforce people. They pushed them that way. There were some some uh, Salesforce people that were robbed that came into the bar. Ooh. So, they didn't do... They They pushed them into the marina. That's so funny. They they should push them in the marina. But this is, again, this is the, the city's fault yeah this is a hundred percent the city's fault and i think i have mentioned this before that one of the other big um conventions uh the medical convention uh, mm. that's out of chicago pulled out in july because of, of the poop 
the poop, yep. the uh, the open the, drug, the needles, the yeah. needles, mm-hmm. the the homelessness, and uh, there are people getting robbed. And there's only one in and out. She's still mad about that in and out. Listen, guys, look, listen to our solvable. old shows, and she'll you'll yeah. understand what the only in and out solvable stuff. problem. Yeah, actually, the the questionably housed problem is a solvable problem it as well. It is. It's this city's fucking it problem. It is. And we keep seeing more. I've seen so many cranes and I know so many buildings are going up. <laughs> and oh those God. houses are not for poor people. Those houses no. are for more rich people. No. And, they are, yes. and we should be taxing the rich people. And But the thing is, we should... I mean, it's gotta be. It's gotta be like Tom's shoes, you know. If our rent is like three thousand a month, which is what people are paying now, which is insane to me, but that's what it is. If people are paying three thousand dollars a month in rent, it should be like Tom's shoes. Like, how's one person? How's another person free? You know what I mean? Like, if your rent is three thousand a month, this city can fucking afford to take care of those eight thousand people. If especially if we're like, yeah, yeah, we're building housing, so like eighty thousand new pe- rich people can come in. <laughs> well, those eighty. Those, you know, 80,000 rich people can support fucking 88,000 rich people. It's just, or poor people. It's like 10%. I don't don't understand why the city and some of these tech companies, because we are in the tech capital of the world, cannot kind of like, I don't know if they have, but... I it, it just so, it seems so obvious that why can't they come together of like make some kind of solution? Because all they do a, is complain. Oh, I have to when I go to my job at Twitter, I have to walk over homeless people. I have yeah, to but walk they over can, smelly people. There's a way people. that they can work this out. They this, could, they, how about how about they all make ten percent less and we give that money to housing that ain't for people? Happen. No, it's, I know. It's but not what, Whether twenty, the twenty-six year old really needs to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Fuck you. Well, do you I mean, know what I mean? Like I just can't even. I can't even understand the amount of money that these kids are making. That they're like, yeah, four thousand dollars a month on rent sure no but problem that's, that's a private owned company so that's why I can understand why that can't I happen I just don't think that anyone needs to make that much money and why how can people be cool with it like I, the people that are like oh stepping over the homeless people yeah you know what that's your fault I don't but I, I, I don't that doesn't bother me the fact that you have people making $250,000 a year what bothers me though is that you have a city that those people who are making that much money here they the taxes I think they of course they should pay more in taxes but I also think it's the city's responsibility like my boyfriend said he came here he moved here in 1997 and he said the city was grimy then and ain't shit change it's only getting worse because of how high the rent is sure and how you do have people who were once professionals who can't afford to live in the city sure you know, yeah. how many stories have you heard about a teacher sleeping in their car, or what have you, yeah. th- because they can't afford a, a, an apartment or even a roommate? Sure. Like, sure. that's fucking ridiculous. And then yeah. you're going to, this is what the city does. See, this is why I don't like San Francisco. You're going to put a Band-Aid on, some, on a big, big issue. So you that Band-Aid, let's just pass out tents. And then yeah. you pass out tents. And then what do you do? Oh, we got to get rid of them all. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. just like, this is what you, cre- you're creating a problem that's going yeah. to make it worse. You dump, that's well, not a solution. They spend $30 million a year on the DPW cleaning up the questionably housed encampments. And where can that money go? Right. Like if we spent $30 million on like helping people and finding them. Well, and the other problem is it's such a big problem though, because it's not just the housing itself. It's, it's, oh, it's a systematic problem. Like we need mental health services. We need safe injection sites we need like 
just health care and health and well-being care. And it's it's hard when you let the problem go on and go on and go on. Like now it's a big festered 8,000 person wound and it's gross and grimy and it's got poop on it and it smells funny. And now? And we've got, but we've got to take care of it because they're fucking people. Except, right. And the fact <laughs> of the matter is like that gross and griminess causes disease too. Sure. Nobody should, and, and the, the questionably housed population is getting older. We've got, it, it saddens me that we have old people like on the street. They're old. Jesus Christ, they're sleeping on the street. They're old. Do we not give a fuck about old people? No. We don't give a fuck about kids now. We don't, I mean, I guess if you're brown, we don't give a fuck. I I guess that's the way it goes. And, you know, the thing is, it's just like now you, with, there are going to be more conventions and what have you that are going to pull out of this city because of what it is. Sure. Like there, there has already, there's another uh, convention that pulled here, out. Oh God. And the thing is, those conventions help with the, the economy. Hell here. yeah. That fucks with my money. Yeah. And the, and the jobs of people who work in the service industry, that work in the hotel industry, that Thank work in. Thank you. Right. That work in hospitality, that work in uh, bars. We, I mean, San Francisco is a city with like a bar on every corner. Why? Because right. we like to party and it's great business. And we've always known that. Same thing with the weed. The weed is great business. It creates uh, jobs. Uh, it sustains you. lives. Same thing with our, like people, oh, it's a Sodom and Gomorrah. Everybody's drinking. Well, you know. Every every place every bar that's open is employing a bartender, a bar back, sometimes door kitchen guy. staff, door guy. It's great. We all need to, you know, we need to work. We need and to work. So too. now, by the fact that the city is not doing very much and putting a bandaid on shit, it's affecting our economy here, yeah. and it's affecting yeah. us in the hospitality business or people that have their own stores that people, you know, personal stores or what have you. That small businesses, small businesses. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. You know, so it's just this city. Y'all need to stop being fucking so liberal and relaxed. Yeah, we need to this shit ain't shit relaxed. Well, we'll see what I mean. London Breed, when you know we there, there was the the checklist that Amy Farrow Weiss put out and said, "Hey, we've got this unique opportunity to to let a mayor be a mayor for a year and then sort Let's of see judge them and see what happens." And so we'll be able to look at these huge issues and see if there have been any changes by the time London Breed comes back up. Um, for re-election and you know Amy Farrow Weiss has the I think she's the one that has the solution that it's tiny homes that are mobile and then it becomes you when you give somebody the ability to have their it's like teach a man to fish you know and then he'll give a man a fish he'll eat for a day teach a man to fish he'll eat forever are Um, there really any homeless shelters here yeah, well, there's the problem is that the shelters are so shitty and they've got like the curfews and it's hard okay. to get into them and and it sort of takes away your freedom. You have to be in by 11 p.m. and then you have to be out at like eight 7 a.m. Or, or 8 a.m. And so you you have to have all your stuff with you for the day. So a lot of people. So you wander. That's right. You wander around the day yeah. and, and then come in at night. And a lot of people don't like they've got their stuff and they want to keep it where it is like. Imagine I would want that having to pack up everything that's yours every day and like it just it where is your home? It. I mean a shelter isn't a home and I think it's not about creating temporary shelters. It's about finding sustainable solutions. Home. Yeah, and these Jobs. these tiny homes, you know, give people these you know, if you give four, six little tiny homes and you have them in this one area and you have the porta potties and you have the place to clean up, you've got a little shower, you've got, you know, a, a kitchen area that people can share and, and, and work with and you create a sense of community and you put it in a community and we start seeing people as 
people that are in part of our community as opposed to like that gross person that poops outside my house every day or I mean you can I mean you can put these people to work not all of them are cray cray a lot of them need help and it just it's so fucking frustrating I've been here since 2013 and I've not falling even in liking the city wow I can't and that's Chicago, I don't so, hate it. But you yet. were just back in Chicago. You think Chicago's got the? Well, I mean, there aren't any questionably housed people there because it's yeah. so cold in the fucking winter. There, are, there are questionably housed. They've shoved them off someplace. Yeah, they've cleaned the city up a lot. I don't think some of the things that they've done were right. But Chicago has its own issues too, with fucking Rahm Emanuel privatizing uh, the CTA, which is the train system. Right. Um, they did knock down some of the homeless shelters, but. Um, we do have a homeless issue, but not as bad. As not as not like this, this is just a whole, and it's embarrassing to see people that come from different countries or even out of state who have never been here before. And, and I talk to them at the bar. They're like, poo? "So this is what San Francisco," and I'm just like, "Yeah, it's embarrassing." Yeah, yeah, it's it, it is embarrassing that we just and we just tolerate it. I, yeah, and it's I mean it's You're hard so for me because it. I don't have. I mean, I don't have the economic resources to be able. I can barely take care of myself, let alone, you know. But, and and uh, but I'm fine. I don't need the, you know. I don't like the fact that I'm becoming immune to it. Like I was mm-hmm. at the um, uh, the uh, espresso place down at the uh, Union or Union Square Mall right there, and there's this guy. He was about to approach me. He was home. He was cray cray. And uh, the security guard grabbed him and his pants fell off. Aww. And like, you, you know, just dick just swinging. Mm. And he's just like, get off me. Get and I'm just like numb to it. I, would, I didn't flinch. Sure. I was just, I'm yes. like, Another and I had a moment sweet. of like, wow, I really just become numb to this. Yeah. This is really kind of fucked up. Sure. Nothing shocks me anymore. Yeah, no, I don't no, like no. that. Right. We should be shocked and appalled by the way we treat each other. And, and if... If only we start being shocked and appalled, it's the only way that we can sort of negate what's happening with the highest, the the most important guy in our land. It's just, you know, saying, yeah, brown, brown, fuck brown people. Dude, whatever, you know. We don't like those Negroes and brown people and definitely women. Yeah, eh. women, yeah, gross. You, you're just good for me uh, for laying on your backs. Uh, right. The American delusion distracted, diverted, and insulated from the grim reality of the police state. Uh, yeah, it's still, we are still, and I think that this this text that he sent out to everybody is, is a great <laughs> precursor to the police state, which that is, is going to be upon us. I, I think they want, they want to control us and That's... keep us, keep us compliant and keep us complicit with the things that maybe we don't agree with. I certainly don't agree with the police state. I don't like that we're giving you know police people I, in England they I guess they're starting to have guns but you, they don't have guns because you know they try not to use them it, I, I guess how do you get anything done without a gun Th- that's a sad way for children to think that the only power in a position is, 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 a bullet. is right I mean it's I think it, people in the position of authority you, you don't need a gun to be an authority no you don't we, <laughs> I mean you don't need a gun to be a man like come on yeah and then that's another situation like how many mass shootings have we had this year like that's another yeah. thing that hasn't changed like you don't hear gun control gun repeal nah, that shit is not Th- this happening. is interesting under this is a quote from uh professor jacques Ellul. 
Under these conditions, there can be no thought. And in fact, modern man does not think about current problems. He feels them. He reacts, but he does not understand them any more than he takes responsibility for them. He is even less capable of spotting any inconsistency between successive facts. Man's capacity to forget is unlimited. This is one of the most important and useful points for the propagandists who can always be sure that a particular propaganda theme, statement, or event will be forgotten within a few weeks. Because we're dumb and we forget things and there's... We like shiny big things. Ooh, pretty, shiny. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like shiny big stuff. And, and we, we allow ourselves to be distracted by entertainment spectacles and to be okay with the government's steady encroachment on our freedoms. This is, uh, I mean, we were, these are just, I mean, we can pick any like pop news sort of thing. This is a little bit old. They said Justin Bieber's running with the police after reckless driving, the FBI's investigation into the leaking of celebrity news photos. Brad and Angelina's wedding, James Foley carefully staged beheading, Robin Williams' unfortunate suicide, the riots in Ferguson over the police shooting of an unarmed black man, growing threats from ISIS, the ALS bucket challenge, and all and more. And now we've got even more. This is really old. Um, that was preceded by reports of immigration children flooding the border. Israel's and Hamas's on-again, off-again fighting. Germany's victory in the World Cup. That's old. Ebola breakouts in West Africa. Malaysian Airlines passenger jet crash. Uh, it just, oh, those are the good old days. Oh, and the kidnapping of 280 Nigerian girls for use as sex slaves. Oh, yeah, free our that girls. That was fun. Sa- save our girls. But the hashtag. I remember that. It was, um, we are so distracted. Um, unless we get up off our fat surpluses and recognize that television is the main use the television that television in main use is being forced is being used to distract delude amuse and insulate us then television and those who finance it those who look at it those Mm -hmm. who work at it may see a totally different picture too late so when we're distracted by all of this tv and twitter and news and our phones we don't we don't even realize what's really happening and this is and this is from 2012, correct? Yeah, this is super old. So or 20, so 2015. add that on top t- on top of what's going on right 2014, now. 2014, yeah. Oh, 2014. Oh, those were the good old days. Here's another thing that happened that you're probably not going to see in mainstream media. Um, the Trump administration will no longer grant uh, visas to same-sex par- same sex partners what? of diplomats. What? The State Department this week revoked its pre- uh, preferential visa policy for same-sex partners of foreign staff working at the United Nations and other diplomatic missions in the United States. What? This means same-sex couples will need to marry in order to remain in the country together, an opinion that doesn't exist in most countries. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Affected October 1st, U.S. embassies and consulates will uh, adjudicate visa applications that are uh, based on a same-sex marriage in the same way that we adjudicate applications for opposite gender spouses, the State Department said on its website. Wow. We really That's that, that just happened. But, yeah. But you, again... You turn on the news. This is not that's 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 not something that you you're hearing. Luckily, I I, I mean I I listen to and I uh, I read Huffington Post and stuff in the Guardian, but 
That's not a big headline. That's insane. I put in U.S. hates and I got U.S. hates Trump, U.S. hates Muslim, U.S. hates North Korea, U.S. hates Canada, U.S. hate speech laws, which is interesting. Uh, I've just thought, because we seem to really hate uh, a lot of just people. Um, Let's put it. We hate the life and the pursuit of. And liberty of happiness. I just said that all wrong. <laughs> Kavanaugh confirmation reaction to latest news. Uh, Trump said Saudi Arabia's king was right out of central casting. Bragged oh, about not God. bowing. This is very scary. He's just pissing people off. This was from today, just just oh, super shit. recently. President Donald Trump reportedly said that Saudi Arabia's King Salman bin Abdulaziz Assad was right out of central casting and bragged that he did not bow to the king when he visited last year after seeing ex-president Obama make the gesture. Trump made the central casting remark often interpreted as referring to people of people stereotypical of their role in appearance, behavior, or nature, according to Miriam Webster during a Protect the House PAC event at Trump International Hotel in Washington DC last Thursday. That is some um that is some serious that it's at his hotel. I think that's more conflict of interest because he's making money he's having making money. a pack event at the Trump International Hotel in Washington DC last Thursday. Washington Post columnist Josh Rogan reported. Trump reminisced fondly about his May 2017 visit to Saudi Arabia and bragged about how he had refused to bow to Saudi Arabia's King Salman, who Trump said was right out of central casting. Rogan wrote in a column published Tuesday based on two attendees. Trump has seen then-President Barack Obama bow to the king and had no intention of doing the same. Trump then apparently said that the king had called him recently to ask the United States to assist with a big undisclosed military operation that was probably highly classified. The president relayed that he told the king it would be too costly and that Saudi Arabia would have to pay the $4 billion bill for U.S. to help. That remark at the off-the-record fundraising event fell in line with what Trump said Tuesday at a campaign rally in South Haven, Mississippi, calling on Saudi Arabia, among other nations, to pay for more of their own defense. We protect Saudi Arabia. Would you say they're rich? And I love the king, King Salman. But, but I said, King, we're protecting you. You might not be there for two weeks without us. You have to pay for your military. He told supporters. I'm not a fan of Saudi Arabia. I have my issues with that country. Well, so they're yeah, they're um. They're, what about the UAE is next door to them, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The president's story on the King and the donor event was just one of several that didn't seem to have a point, Rogan wrote. <laughs> Trump also said he very much enjoyed his November 2017 Beijing trip to meet President Xi Jinping, Chinese president, and joked that Chinese officials must wonder what went wrong because Trump engaged in a trade war. Trump said he and Xi were on friendly terms, but that, no, but that might no longer be the case. Notably, Trump alleged that Canadian Foreign Affairs Minister, Foreign Affairs Minister Christia Freeland, she hates America, without calling out her name, but obviously referring to Canada's lead negotiator. We don't like their representation very much, Trump added, according to Rogan. Three days later, Trump announced a new trade deal with Canada and Mexico, known as the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, and sent Canada leaders his highest regards. Uh, Trump also, I mean, he's just back and forth, back and forth. Trump also apparently said that the European Union's foreign policy chief, Frederica Mogherini, hates America. And 
that it was a shame that both women hate America because female leaders are often better than their male counterparts. That's unlikely. Here we go. The The White House did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the Newsweek on Wednesday. A White House spokesman declined comment on the remarks to the Washington Post, but said it was a highly successful night and the president had the crowd in great spirits. And this is from Newsweek. And look, at this is funny. So third wife eyes down. She's way back. Melania, there's Trump uh, with the king and Melania is just behind looking like a model, sort of wearing like a black burqa looking outfit. Where, where is she at? She's back here. She's at a central casting. Yes. Yeah. That's, um, but that's a super racist and stereotypical thing to say that that the king is right out of central casting. That's just like... It's just, again, some unnecessary bullshit that they're reporting. It, it's wrong, but he's... Oh, God. I, I mean... It's just it's, it's every freaking day. Melania's parents become... This is interesting. He rushed through her... Melania's parents become U.S. Citizens, citizens using chain migration that Trump Ex- hates. Exactly. So they, they used the... That's from last month, I think. Yeah, Melania Trump's parents... Heading to their naturalization ceremony in Manhattan on Thursday. President chain Trump migration. has repeatedly and vehemently denounced what he calls chain migration, in which adult American citizens <laughs> can obtain residency for their relatives. On Thursday, his Slovenian in laws became United States citizens in a private ceremony in Manhattan, taking advantage of that family based immigration program. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's a reunification. Oh, they're just, they're, they're the only ones who get to be eligible. Uh. I bet you that wasn't on and Fox News. He, he said in his, um, on his Twitter, chain migration must end now. Some people come in and they bring their whole families with them who can be truly evil. Not acceptable. Oh, that's so funny. That's his treat. That's his tweet. And what does he that do? That he twatted November 1st, 2017. Chain migration must end now unless it, unless my people benefit from it. Oh, just the hypocrisy it, it's just it, it's just it's, oh it's, just I, it's, so, it's so exhausting it's so exhausting like I'm, I'm having other friends tell me like I, I don't even want to pick up my phone anymore because because he might be every day it's something like a Debbie Downer yeah and it's just like God you're right and like even my boyfriend is just like I don't want to talk about it can't I can't talk about it it's just it's it's so exhausting. It's so stressful. I'm sure everyone's blood pressure and stress level are just skyrocketing right now. This is bizarre. I put in U.S. hates. The U.S. hates breastfeeding. Yeah, Why would true. that show up on the internet? Because we do. Why do we hate breastfeeding? Do you know there are how many women have gotten kicked off of flights and restaurants because they've... Uh, you know, bre- breastfeed at their child. What? I don't get public. it. Yeah. This is, here's a, here's a, this is by a woman too. 12 w- reasons why it's totally okay. If you hate breastfeeding. Uh, wow. Why it's okay. Yeah. It's like, by a woman too. This is interesting. Like many women, I wanted nothing more than to breastfeed my son while he was born. And I vowed my allegiance to breast milk and proclaimed that I would do whatever it took <laughs> to give him the nutrition he needed. Even if it meant breastfeeding my baby in public, I'm shy about showing my body. Even if I totally support the pra- practice of public breastfeeding, this would have been a seriously big deal for me. Little did I know not too long after he was born, the nutrition he needed would be coming from a bottle rather than my boob. As it turned out, I hated breastfeeding. And not only did I hate it, my body also hated it. 
as did my sanity. I was unknowingly combating the symptoms of postpartum depression while simultaneously battling my son in order to get him to feed. I was exhausted, like every new mom is, and my boobs hurt and my head hurt, and I wanted to cry and scream for no rational reason at all. Well, except that all those things were totally rational reasons to cry. It felt irrational at the time. All I could think about was that breastfeeding my son was supposed to be the most natural thing on earth. I was supposed to love bonding with my son while feeding him, and the fact that I didn't not not only not love it but actually hated it sort of alarmed me and it made me feel like a terrible mother and a terrible woman that wasn't even worthy of motherhood when my mother when my son was six weeks old i stopped breastfeeding and sought treatment for postpartum depression the moment i threw in the towel i immediately felt relieved it was sad of course that anyone the way anyone whenever something they tried ends up not working out according to plan. It wasn't a devastated sadness. I knew my life wasn't ending and I knew my now formula fed baby would be just as healthy, but it just kind of sucked a lot. But after a few fleeting moments of tears, I felt like my body was my own again. And it took some time for me to adjust to the idea that I didn't hadn't let my son down because I quit breastfeeding him. It took me even longer to rid my mind of the guilt accompanied with that decision. My son had been fed formula for most of his life and he's perfect. He's thriving and healthy and literally never gets sick. I hated that I let the decision to feed him formula make me feel like a bad mom. I'm a great mom. I just happen to hate breastfeeding. <laughs> um, See, oh, okay. So number one, your baby's going to be fine. Two, formula is very beneficial. Three, your baby won't judge you. Four, shared feedings mean your par- partner can bond with the baby too. You can still bond without breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is a choice, not a requirement. Yeah. Bleeding nipples, anyone? Yeah, not cool. Um, so it's, I, I guess... Mean, it's, but you, that was because her body did not... Didn't like it. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Not every woman wants to breastfeed. That's I, a cho- yeah, it's I a fucking wanted. choice. All right, let's move on. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that don't was like, unnecessary. I, 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 I would like not mind um, breastfeeding uh, anyone... Uh, just because I want everyone to get high off my supply. Oh yeah, you want to make yeah. that breast milk. I, I yeah. want to make that breast milk because yeah. I seriously want to make some THG. That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> seriously, I'm totally down. I I would pump and dump. I mean, that's the thing is like, and you know, if my it, this is I'll get gross for a second, but if if after I drink five IPAs, my poop smells like IPA. That's true. What's my breast milk gonna be like? It's gonna be some tasty ass <laughs> shit, baby. It's gonna have some of that. Good IPA, like hoppy flavor, along with the weed, like the nice little cannabis stink. I ate so much weed food because we didn't have any weed when we were um, in uh, the foreign countries because it's illegal. But we brought a ton of pot stachios, like a whole thing. Yeah. It was great. And, you know, our poop smelled, it was funny because it, smelled like, it smelled like THC. Like you could smell the weed in my poop. It was really funny. You're like, ooh, yeah, it smells like, like grass. Man. It smells good, baby. It's, it's just so fascinating that, you know, our bodies can do something. We have the option to do that, yeah. to produce milk, to give life, you know? And that's, I think that's the really cool part. I mean, I, it, I know, I don't know for a fact, but from what my friends tell me, breastfeeding hurts and it's sometimes yeah. hard to pull them children away. If I was to have kids, I would probably try it. I wouldn't just be like, here, here's some Similac. No, oh. I, and um, a lot of the American formulas have corn syrup in corn, them, which yeah, is gross. That's bad. And, but there's, there's certain ones that are made in Europe that are, um, I don't know, better for you. Uh, I don't know, is real sugar better? Like, I don't even know how how they make 
whatever they I mean like fortify. you can also but it's easy like it's but you can also I think it's easy if you could pump your own milk like yeah. you don't have to the baby don't have to be on your teat you can actually just pump your own shit you know into yeah. a into a, a baby bottle I almost said mason jar <laughs> <laughs> that's what the hipsters use right breast milk what is in American formula and what comes up is America formula one of course uh oh I gotta uh, go to the bathroom again yeah right Maybe it's worms For, <laughs> formula one I just I just wanted to put in like what is in what is in formula, formula. infant formula uh and what what is it made of and it looks like uh there's all these reasons why but i'd like to know what's in it is there or they come in it doesn't tell me and of course it's it's wikipedia uh but what is what is an american formula we're almost uh, done with the AltaCast here, and I really want to know what's in this stuff. Uh, what is American formula? And of course, I put in American formula, there's all these other weird things. Formula One drivers from the United States, American formula, private company, uh, infant formula. Anyways, I don't, cow's milk. Uh, what is in American formula? And I'm gonna put corn syrup and see if it comes up corn syrup uh hey everybody you should come this friday to pamtastic's comedy clubhouse it's a hell hat it's gonna be a lot of fun we're gonna we're gonna do that uh corn syrup in formula let's see if it's here we can add rachel d's gonna be up next on the uh the next show some call me tim did you breastfeed your child yes you did you did it did you like it no you didn't like it yeah uh after I read your advice and to avoid high fructose corn syrup and sodas, I discovered the label on my infant formula lists corn syrup as the second ingredient. Should I be concerned? Yes, very concerned. Uh, corn syrup in is a is a problem. That's just funny that there's uh, corn syrup in 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 a formula. Since the 1970s, high fructose corn syrups have been the darling of the foods industry usually the word fructose is thought to be synonymous with fruit which everyone knows is healthy so what could be harmful about something made from corn but the fact is that high fructose corn syrup in the food industry has found a way to extract the syrup from corn biochemically and then manipulate the percentage of fructose in this syrup the ingredient you see on the label is not used because of any health benefits but because it's sweeter and cheaper to produce than cane sugar and it is not healthy uh High fructose corn syrup can make children fat. There's all kinds of stuff. I, I think high syrup, fructose corn syrup is the devil. And the only reason that we use it is because we have surpluses of corn in the United States. Yay. Lucky us. Uh, uh, Latoya is, will be back in a second. She went back to the potty and then we'll, we'll say goodbye on the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Bringing some exciting news. I'm glad that Latoya was here because she could tell me all the things that I didn't uh, know about. I, I I was out of the country for we didn't we haven't done an AltaCast in a month, so I had no idea what was happening in the world, and now I do. Well, you were watching the news in French, right? The French news, and that was that was a, hey, I learned a lot from French news. And you got awesome TP from yeah Naples. from Naples. So uh, Trump is the devil. Uh, well, he is an asswipe. He is an asswipe, so it's perfect that we have the toilet paper here of him with his face on it. It's. I laughed and laughed. We were also a little bit drunk that afternoon, I think. that was. We went into the subterranean caves. It was hot in Naples. It was hot. It was hot on our whole trip. It was warm and nice. nice. And yeah, we got 
pretty tan. Jonathan's peeling now. I didn't peel because I was wearing sunscreen the whole time because I'm a good person. Because you're smart. Yeah, because I didn't want to. Did you, you tell know. him to put on sunscreen? Though? Oh, I did the whole time, but he fell asleep in the sun one day. I fell asleep in the sun, but I put a towel over me so that I wouldn't get sunburnt. And he did not. So he was he got a little crispy. <laughs> crispy and but crunchy. Yeah, a little crispy and Mykonos. But it was, it, it was a lot of fun. So. <laughs> Uh, all right, this has been the Altcast. Thank you. I'm so glad that uh, Latoya's We're black. Back. We're back. We're black. We're black. I'm, I'm just. She's black. I'm back. Ha <laughs> ha. Back in black. Back in like, black. Like Amy Winehouse. She's dead. Sad face. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. We'll see you guys next week on the Altcast. Bye. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Hello there, 
you're my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm -hmm. Flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scott Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're 
chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free. You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, five hours. That's over eight and a half comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times five hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> So why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wares of the World Convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blunder. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams. Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit ComedyDay.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. <laughs> 